What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into another edition of the Fantasy Authority Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Steele. Thank you again for checking out the show. This is part two of our conversation. If you have not already, go and check out yesterday's podcast where we were talking about the early round guys you should be targeting. This episode, we're going to be talking about some of the mid-round guys. And then tomorrow, the third podcast will be out, and that will be covering the late-round guys. So I really appreciate everybody checking out the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go check out our YouTube channel. We're producing a lot of good content right now, Dynasty Redraft, and soon to be DFS. Really appreciate everybody. And enjoy the show. some of these guys in the mid-tier rounds and um there's a lot of wide receivers here that we that we're going to touch on here in the fourth and eighth and, and and some running backs here uh as i'm looking through the list so uh let's start it off talking about some guys i, I guess i'll go because i didn't go in the last round but we're i'm just going to move it along and one of the guys who i put in the first three rounds who is potentially could be there in the fourth or fifth round is Cooper cup. Um, Cooper cup is a guy that I just, I just love getting a part of. He is, he's been Jared Goff's guy since he's been in the league. He's been his guy in the red zone. He's out targeted Robert Woods in the red zone by 20. I think he has like 58 and then Robert Woods is behind him with 30. He's been, he's just been the security blanket that he leans on. I think at the end of the year, because the offensive line was so bad that he was having to do more low A dot throws, which is why we saw Tyler Higby's stats go way up because he was getting pepper with targets because that offensive line was getting pressure on Jared Goff and he does not do well with that. But Cooper Cup has just been a prolific wide receiver. I mean, this guy was still wide receiver four last year, even with his stats kind of being down, even when he's injured, uh, he's still been a, a top of the list for wide receivers. And I just, you know, we have this conversation about Robert Woods versus Cooper Cup, but I just when I watch film of the Rams and when they need to make a big play, this is just the guy that he goes to. He catches everything that comes his way, and he's just been so reliable for Jared Goff in the way that Jared Goff loves to target him um, everywhere on the field. So Cooper Cup is a guy for me. I think Keenan Allen's also a guy for me who's just being underlooked uh, or overlooked, I should say, um, that people are just sleeping on. This guy is falling in. You can get him round six, seven, eight, 
um, in drafts that are that's just crazy for a guy who's going to be a wide receiver one. And I get it. Tyrod Taylor does not um, speak confidence into any situation that he's in. The last time we saw him with Cleveland did not look great. And Baker had to come in and, and save the day. But when you look at some of his numbers when he was with Buffalo and Sammy Watkins was a wide receiver one when he was healthy, I mean, Sammy Watkins was was putting up great stats and Keenan Allen has just been such a prolific route runner and, and target for quarterbacks, uh, you know, of the like. And Philip Rivers has, has been the main one of that. Um, I think he's I think he's still just a, a wide receiver who's going to be in the top 24. And I don't think people are just looking at, at the value of him that way. Um and then another wide receiver or another uh, player that I want to talk about is, is Mark Ingram, too, in that Baltimore situation. I mean, Lamar Jackson was just so efficient last year. And Mark Ingram, time and time again, it, even when he was with Alvin Kamara there in New Orleans, like was still was still being able to put up numbers. And people were talking about Latavius Murray could replace him. He didn't in New Orleans. And you see what Mark Ingram's doing time and time again. Yes, he's a 30 year old running back. But the way that the Ravens, you know, run the ball and just establish uh, establish field position down your throat. Like Mark Ingram has a chance to really get double digit touchdowns in this offense and, and get to that a thousand yards that we saw a guy like Carlos Hyde do last year for the Texans and where Mark Ingram's going. It's just so late. It makes no sense for you not to take this guy. Even if you already have two, two running backs on your team, three running backs on your team, you could just load up on wide receivers and then get this guy late where he's going. Um, I just think that maybe maybe it's the age or maybe it's because Lamar Jackson's there and he was taking some of that that rushing upside uh, away from him. But Mark Ingram is definitely the guy. I don't I don't trust guys like Gus Edwards um, to to take that away from him. Uh, so those those are the guys I'm looking at in these mid rounds. Uh, Cody, what say you about the mid rounds? So I was going to throw this one out just so we could have a, a conversation about like the the mid-round running backs who are getting pushed up, but we already kind of touched on it, but I'm still not off the bandwagon. I don't care how bad he was last year. David Montgomery, whenever you can get someone who's going to have 250, 260 touch upside in the, in the late fourth round, I'm going to be all about that, especially with all the running backs who are being pushed up. Uh, Terry McLaurin is another one where you can get a, a team's wide receiver one who, even though they might not be, quality targets you're looking at him he's probably locked in at what 120 130 targets with how bad that team is going to be this year uh we touched on this guy a little bit earlier but marquise brown uh we look at what he did last year whenever he went into his rookie season with that foot injury right as everything was kicking off for them and what with what he was able to do now that he's potentially fully healthy i think it's a team that's going to have to throw a little bit more and i really like what the Ravens have done in terms of bringing Lamar along, starting with his rookie year to how they progressed him last year. I think we see a little bit more of that in in 2020. And then the last one, we touched on this offense already, but Jarvis Landry just being completely disrespected once again, and you can get him in the seventh round. And you're looking at, we were talking about earlier, that target share being split down the middle between he and Odell. You're looking at someone who's going to have a 24, 23, 24, 25% target share. So getting getting that in the – I think he's going like mid-seventh in, in most drafts right now. That's uh, Those are guys I'm going to be all over. Maddie, what, what say you about the mid-rounds and who are you looking at? 
Um, well, I'm really high on the Colts offense this year. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, he's another wide receiver, one that kind of got pushed down the board due to the running backs, you know, going really high. Uh, he's going in the fifth round right now. That I was looking at the Colts roster earlier today, and it's it's T.Y. and Paris Campbell, and then uh, they got Pittman on the outside as a rookie, and then Doyle. And other than that, I mean, they've they've got three, you know, they've got two two good running backs, and then they've got uh, Nakeem Hines who can catch passes too. So, I mean, it's going to be the T.Y. Hilton show in, in Indy, and I think uh, him in the fifth round is, is a great wide receiver pick uh, uh, there. Um, another another guy with massive upside, um, which everybody always wants to call people injury-prone, and I, I think the guys who are injury-prone start the year – the ones that start the year injured are the guys that get hurt during the season. The guys that come in healthy, uh, they're less likely to – you know, get, get hurt during the year because they're not carrying lingering hamstring issues or trying to fight through something and, you know, end up hurting something else, compensating for that injury. Do and it, Maddie. Do it's, it. It's Will Fuller season. Yes. Hit it. <laughs> I mean, Hopkins is gone. Let's They've go. got Cooks in there. But it's – we've seen how, how much – like you look up the splits for Deshaun Watson with and without Will Fuller on the field, and, and it's absolutely absurd. I think he goes to like two and a half touchdowns with with Fuller on and is below two without him. So it's Will Fuller in like the eighth round, ninth round area is is just way too much upside. And it's it's solely because people are, you know, for the fear of drafting a guy who might get hurt. And I want to say he had like 11 or 12 of his games last year were double digits. So there were was a bit of consistency and it wasn't just you know, those spike weeks that are, you know, better suited for best ball. Um, so he's a, he's a guy that I, I like in all formats. Um, and then outside of that, uh, Marvin Jones is another, this is like the wide receiver range down here. Marvin mm-hmm. Jones um, piggybacks off the Kenny Galladay, uh, Matt Stafford stack from earlier. Um, it's just, you know, Marvin Jones is just what he's that dude. And he's very solid. He's, he's going to, he led the team in, in red zone targets last year, despite playing two less games than, than Galladay. So uh, Marvin Jones, is he's going to be the red zone guy, uh, especially with Ebron no longer on the team as well. So I, I really like Marvin Jones down there. So the the Will Fuller one, like I, that's, I really was going to go Will Fuller. Then I looked, and Derek already had Will Fuller. I was like, well, shit, all right, I don't want to take the same one as him. Because I have Will Fuller, I think, ranked wide receiver 20 right now. And I think I, I can feel better about moving him even higher. Like I love Will Fuller this year. He is being completely slept on. It's all about the injury and everything else that he's had. But all that's being baked out because where you can get him. Like, his ceiling yeah. is so high in that offense without DeAndre Hopkins there. They have no tight ends. And... I absolutely love Will Fuller. Like I, I like love he it. easily could finish as a wide receiver one this year. I would not be surprised at all. Love it. I think I saw somebody make the point that he was this year's AJ Green, and it's just uh, you know everyone else is stressing oh, come it. Come on, can't stress enough there. And Maddie, you touched on it. There's such a difference between a guy entering the season injured and somebody getting injured. I'm not going to try to predict those injuries. He's healthy now, and his upside is through the roof. Man, Cody, you're higher on Brandon Cooks, aren't you? Are you higher on Brandon Cooks than Will Fuller, or no? I mean, I think if they can both stay healthy, I would prefer Cooks. I think Cooks is the better all-around wide receiver. Just in terms of wide receiver play, I think Cooks is the better overall wide receiver. I mean, I just – is this uh, is this Kenny Stills' season? Are we? Is he going to be the last man standing? I, 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 think it's, I think it's a legit – He's a great flyer late. Kiki Kuti? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's Daniel Cobb. No, but for real, Stills is a great flyer late because if anything happens yeah. to Fuller or Cooks, he steps right in, and he's been with the team now for a year. 
I love him as like a, a, a deep dynasty stash or just, you know, taking him last round in best ball and stuff like that. Yep. Man, I love the Will Fuller call so damn much. I really do. I mean, like, if you look at his last 23 games with Deshaun Watson, like 2017 to 2019, the dude is on a 100 target, 68 reception, almost 1,100 yards, and nine touchdown pace, like over 16 games. Like, mm-hmm. You look at what they they did, and all this is fresh in my mind. I just got done with my Texans write-up. They uh, First year under Kelly, they did change the offense some under like from what Bill O'Brien had done. The deep ball attempts went up from 3.9 to 5.4 for Deshaun. So he, like, and they started running more 11 personnel. I want to say they they went up around, like, 8% from the previous season. So the Randall Cobb signing does make sense in that. Um, so I do like him as like a late, late round guy, but like Will Fuller, oh my God, it just fits what they want to do on offense, man. They want to chuck it freaking deep and they can do so like Watson's going to have more time. His time to throw has decreased like over the last three years, every single season. I'm all aboard the Texans right now, man. Like I think Fuller is going to freaking smash. Like he's going as wide receiver 32 right now. Give me that all day. Like I do not care about his injury history, at all. He's second year coming off an ACL. Like if you look at like a lot of players that come off of ACL injuries, and I know he's had a lot, a lot of soft tissue stuff besides all of that, but second year ACLs, Dalvin Cook stayed healthy for most of the season last year. And he's a running back. Like these guys have more nagging things as they're trying this. We could say easily say like, this is close to like what the healthiest off season outside. I think he had like one elective surgery that Will Fuller's coming off of in the last few years. The rapport is there, like, to the Cooks take. I like Brandon Cooks, man. The concussion scared the bejesus out of me. He's still got the freaking talent. But if we want to talk about, like, all these different things about a different off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Season. Fuller knows the system. The rapport is there with Watson. Like, that is there from day one, man. Like, so... I love Will Fuller. I love Cody's take on Terry McLaurin. Um, I want every bit of Terry McLaurin. Uh, Scott Turner is going to have this. They're going to be passing the ball like crazy. The Panthers were second in passing attempts in the NFL last year. So it does not matter what you think about Dwayne Haskins. I think Haskins is good, personally. I don't think he has to. Like, even he doesn't have a high bench park, like, to hit for McLaurin to pay off. I think Haskins is a serviceable NFL quarterback. Like, last year, nothing really changed a whole, whole lot with McLaurin. I mean, with Haskins under center. You just saw McLaurin's touchdown rate fell to nothing. Like, in the six games Mm. he was with uh, Case Keenum, if you took that and paced him out, he would have been the wide receiver 8, 13, 7, and 7 over the last four years. So, that's the type of ceiling if we can get just, what, Case Keenum type of play out Mm -hmm. uh, out of Dwayne Haskins. Um, the last two guys I got to mention real quick is DJ Chark. Uh, the the Jaguars are going to be god awful. Chark before he got hurt last year was the wide receiver eight in points per game. He's the number one there. If he gets any more slot time, he balled out in the slot when he was there last year. Um, I think Gruden treats him as the true alpha. Which AJ Green saw a thirty percent target share 
during his years with Jay Gruden. Um, and Cam Akers, I mean, like, I don't have anything else to add to Cam Akers besides just draft the damn dude. He's going as the water, the running back 25, 26 in a lot of different drafts. He's in a top 10 offense. He's easily the most talented player on that freaking depth chart. I don't care what you think about the offensive line. They can be middle of the road, and they're still they're top five in red zone attempts per game last year, as much as like people want to crap on the offense. Like, what else do you want? Like, you're taking him at an RB3 price, and he legit has top 20, if not top 15 upside, like, if not even more. And I'm not going to get hyperbolic like here, but like, it's ridiculous. And people want to talk to me about Daryl Henderson. Get the hell out of here. Like I, I will mute you so damn fast on Twitter. It will make your freaking head spin. I mean, if, if you're talking about a rookie running back, who's going to come in and get work right away, even with the, the, all the COVID stuff going on, it's gotta be cam Akers of like, if you said no off season or whatever, no camp, uh, we're just going to go in to game one. Cam Akers would be the rookie that I would peg game one to have the biggest share of action of among the rookie running backs because I mean Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, uh John Kelly, like those are three guys with no draft capital really, other than Henderson was a third round pick, but the Rams just spent a second rounder on Acres. And those guys have a combined like what, two hundred carries in their career? Well we've talked about this, I mean, in DMs like crazy, Maddie. Like I just I don't think that we see this same offense, man. Like you look at what they did in the draft. You look at what all they did entire off season. People want to crap on their offensive line. And I, I don't, how can we look at all of their off season moves and sit here and think that they're definitively going to go back to 12 personnel? Like that wasn't working amazingly like this down the stretch. Like I get people want Tyler Higby to be a thing, but Gerald ever was hurt. The offensive line was hurt. If they're just simply healthier, I think they spread it back out, man. Like, I think they go back to running more zone zone concepts. Gurley had no ability to cut on a dime. He could not run zone to save his life. That's why they went heavier. That's why they went, let's get him downhill and then just feed him volume, man. Like, I agree. And and perhaps even my favorite part of Akers uh, was he he could catch the ball out of the backfield. Like, I think he's going to be the pass catcher there. And, Gurley only had 55% of the carries last year for the Rams, but he still had close to 80 targets. So, I mean, if Akers even sniffs that, like give him him 55% of the carries and give him 60 targets, and I'll gladly take that in the fifth round. I think I think the Rams' offense as a whole is being undervalued. Like I think yes, that, I agree. Uh, was, Jared like, Goff was, is insanely cheap. When people say uh, <laughs> Robert Wood Woods, Cup, I say why not both? Like, literally, like why not both? I think Jared. I think it's 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 just this is recency bias, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the year before they're one of the the top five best offenses in the league, and now but now but now McVay is a bum, right. Kev. You have you not yeah. heard? Per Twitter, he's a bum. Right, like exactly. we're still a top ten scoring exactly. offense, but he's a bum now. Golf led the NFL in pass attempts last year. Oh, don't get it twisted. Yeah. Jared Goff is a straight fucking bum, but he's but oh, for God, fantasy purposes, for fantasy purposes, Mate, for fantasy purposes, he's so cheap. Like yeah. Matty said, yes, I love him for fantasy as a real NFL quarterback. He's fucking terrible, but you know, let's, <laughs> let's see the game over there. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Hilarious. I mean, half oh the league god. is terrible. I mean, he's Derek Carr, right? Like that's we we don't need to go. We've had this conversation. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I've heard this uh, conversation already. We've about. had it. We've had. I know. I've heard you have it with Maddie, okay. and I'm right. 
We we're not going to go through that. We saw it last year. Okay, we saw we saw what happens. Okay, he's, he's baiting. Regardless, regardless. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> he definitely is. I actually think I'm with him on that one. Regardless, okay. I think I think the Rams and I think the Steelers are probably the two most undervalued offenses in, mm. in, in football right now. I, I for, for me. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I think it's Rams by a mile. Yeah. Like it's not even like close to me. Like I worry I, I a little bit about James so, Conner. Right, right. And there's that, but I, I mean, I think James Conner has. You could make an argument has just as high, if not higher, ceiling than what K Makers has. Uh, mm, he's definitely going to get definitely. that backfield to himself. I think if, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest key is if Big Ben's can stay healthy. If he stays mm-hmm. healthy, Same with this offense can takes a healthy? big step forward. Right, like Juju returns to being probably feel, feel much better about him being that guy yeah. again. Team Juju, yes. You're and right. then you have Deontay Johnson, which this is. Uh, I think that he has wide receiver two upside, certainly in him. I think and James Washington as a field stretcher, you know, I mean, so. James Washington's super underrated. And, you know, if he does go down, if James Conner goes down, you have Anthony McFarlane that you can get in the 12th, 13th round that I absolutely love. The dude's a beast. He's a baller. You know, he led all, all rookie running backs last year in yards created. And I like some Anthony McFarlane as well. So. I think the Steelers are also a really undervalued offense. Can, can we, since we're out here just squashing narratives and, and hurting people's souls right now, I, I want to get it out there into the space that, like, can we just, like, absolutely just murder the, the narrative of Juju is going to go back and see more time in the slot? He saw more time in the slot last year! Yeah, he, he saw more time in the slot last year than he did the year before. He actually that played 66% of the, the, snot, 66% of the snaps last year were, were, were in the slot, which was up from last year where he ran 61% of his snaps from slot. He was in the slot more <laughs> last year, so you're telling me, okay, if anything, that should hurt your case. Like, shut up! He did not leave the <laughs> slot! <laughs> anyway, all right. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, I love it. Hey, real, real quick before we move on, I just want to get this question here since uh, Travis is still rocking it in the uh, in the YouTube chat with us. He asked a question earlier. Uh, he has a Superflex half PPR dynasty trade offer. Uh, somebody wants his Wentz, Rager, and Akers for Lamar. Hell no. 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 No, 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 no way in hell. Like that's not even close. Even, like, not even even, you've got a QB you send one, them back, a future RB one, and a future wide receiver one. Kidding me? No. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. Even, even with the caveat that no, how that got a fuck off? No. <laughs> yeah, like you tell him, like, do not I come back it. at me with that. Are you, you sending him like Cody said for Lamar, and I was like, what else? Just just Lamar? That's it. <laughs> that's that's the most ridiculous, like insane offer. I like I saw that earlier, and I was just like. Just say no, man. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely prefer the, the Wentz side as well. But then he had the caveat of he was planning on punting. So I was saying, like, if if you already have picks lined up, if you're planting on punting, if you have a plan in – If you're pick, punting? Like, yeah, you're if, giving away two rookies. Yeah, like, if, if you're this punting, is the kind of move you, you make away? when you're rebuilding. Like, that's yeah. the kind of move you should make when you're rebuilding. Like, I want the win side when I'm rebuilding. You want the Ragers in the world. That's a terrible yeah. offer. <laughs> the Ragers and the yeah. Akers. Absolutely. Especially is this uh, – so it says Superflex. Even in Superflex, this is terrible. 
Well, not, and, and two, it's like we we just went through a draft, which probably is going to be like we don't know what the 2021 draft is going to be like. Um, so even with the, the players who are out there, which are, are great college prospects who are supposed to be coming out and that draft could be deep, but we don't know what the season will hold for them or, or what it will even look like. So you you just invested all this capital in great guys and acres and rigor. Um, to, to go with Wentz there, who who seems to be um, established there as the future, and and why would you even expend all that capital right. on you're being, what could be? You're being too I, nice explaining it. That was a I'm terrible just, offer. It doesn't I'm even just matter. laughing <laughs> too, thinking about it because if you're right. punting, you're usually at least getting future first round picks, and you're giving a yeah. So no, don't do that. Right. No, you need to stay in the dynasty slack, my friend. Like if you're getting offers like that, just so like that Kev can tell you like what to malign the other all the owner with. <laughs> Because like that's that's a terrible offer. I, lo- I love uh, Kamiko Cotton in, on the Facebook commenting. Send me a Western Union with that trade. I love that. <laughs> Just real, up there man. live. Oh man, uh, let's talk about some late round sleepers, guys. And, and Cody, as we talk about Jalen Rager, I, I, I know that uh, is one of, one of your guys there. But yeah, let's get into the late round sleeper conversation and where people. And with that, thank you everybody for checking out the show. I really appreciate all the support. Uh, tune back in tomorrow as we finish wrap up this up. It should be about an hour show tomorrow where we're talking about the late round guys you should be drafting. Um, there's some also some Adam Gase talk that gets pretty wild. Um, anyways, I uh, really appreciate everybody checking out the show. We'll see you guys again next week. Or actually, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Really appreciate it. Again, hit that subscribe button. Go check out our YouTube channel. Really appreciate you guys being a, a part of the TFA fam. It really helps us. I cannot thank you guys enough for all the support you guys show us. So, again, you know, let's show everybody why the TFA squad is the best. Go hit that TFA. Go hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to be looking to give out some stuff here very soon. We're finalizing stuff t-shirts we're gonna start giving some of those out so all the great supporters we have no, so appreciate it matter. see you guys don't again you tomorrow. worry that ain't what it's all about we hope you enjoy your stay it's good to have you with us even if it's just for the day
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.